Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Duncan Curtis. Duncan Curtis is the Vice President of Product at Samosource. To this leadership role, he brings three years of autonomous vehicle experience as the head of product at Zoox, which is now part of Amazon, and four years of AI experience from his product management days at Google, where he delighted the 1 billion plus daily active users of the Play Store and Play Games. Prior to this, Duncan's career was focused on mobile gaming, most notably working on the Fruit Ninja and Jetpack Joyride franchises. Duncan studied computer software engineering at Queensland University of Technology. He is excited to bring his love of technology and impact together at Samosource. Well, good afternoon, Duncan. Welcome to the show. Hi, Brian. Thanks very much for having me here. Absolutely. This is exciting. And Duck, we're going to jump right into the questions here. I'm really excited because I've been on a lot of podcasts today and uh, my energy just won't stop at this point, but I appreciate you jumping on. So Duncan, you've got quite the career working as a product manager for many years, including at Google and Zooks, and now you're the VP of product management at Samosource. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, I can, Brian. It's a great question. I've actually got a a pretty non-traditional career path. And so more than happy to share. I always love talking with folks and mentoring folks about how I've approached my career and um, some of the lessons I've learned, because I've certainly uh, had the advantage of standing on the shoulders of giants and learning from others. I'd say if I wanted to really distill like one of my like big secrets is that just having a hunger for learning and a willingness to try new things. And then if you've got that hunger for learning and willingness to try new things, then align your career path with your passions. And so for me particularly, it was about having impact and combining leading edge technologies. And you can see that throughout my career, whether it was at Google, working on Google Play, where I had over a billion daily active users and really digging into what machine learning was. That was a really cool and exciting piece for me and a big impact element there. And then going to work at Zooks, where, you know, focusing on releasing an electric fleet of autonomous vehicles to attack uh, climate change, as well as reduce carbon emissions, as well as saving lives and really being on the cutting edge of technology there with autonomous vehicles. And in the same here with Source, where the impact piece is really exciting, where we're looking to end poverty through giving meaningful work and being able to work on like leading edge machine learning technologies, both internally, as well as for our clients. Appreciate you sharing that. And that's such a, an amazing journey that you've had and some of the great work that you're doing at some of these companies. So again, thanks for sharing that. And Duncan, I know you're leveraging some of the new emerging technologies out there within your product or platform, specifically in the AI space, right? Anything that you would be willing to share or can share with our audience? Yep. Uh, as always, you know, some of the secret sources hard to share, but yep. um, I definitely want to talk about the approach we're taking. We're setting up our machine learning systems to make decisions based on production observations. So what we're actually doing there is we're really taking a unique approach to the problem and we're optimizing for humans and machines because we believe that pre-annotation isn't always the answer. It's truly the combination of technology and human oversight that ensures the highest quality training data. It's this virtuous feedback loop if you will, where humans train the machine and then machines assist the human. And then you just start at the beginning again and keep improving. So some of the things I can talk about is that using this approach, we've actually seen up to a 60% annotation improvement. We're able to retrain models extremely quickly on very new classes and new edge cases in like only just a couple of days. And in order to be able to do this, we've got hundreds of metrics that we use to assess and trigger the automatic retraining of models. 
And obviously, you know, when you want to be doing this at scale, we've had to deeply integrate an elastic training infrastructure that can expand and contract as we need and is always on demand and can actually scale up whenever we need it. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. And I understand the sensitivity around some of the trade secrets that you have in your organization. So thanks for sharing your approach to that. Duncan, this is a question I have next here is why is data the major bottleneck in machine learning models and what companies can do to ease this issue? Yeah, well, I'd say that it's a really good question. Currently, like eight out of 10 machine learning projects fail and 96% of them run into problems with data quality and labeling. So that's just at the very beginning, just to say like 96% of projects run into a problem with data quality and labeling. That's why data is a major bottleneck for people. It's also quite difficult to collect all the data in the right way and at the right time. For data annotation, our human in the loop approach actually minimizes this problem. Our Sum Hub platform offers data annotation to manage the entire data annotation lifecycle. We've got you know, integrated APIs, automated workflows, and workflow management capabilities that customers can integrate with and track their annotation annotations in record time. So that kind of addresses a little bit of the, how do I know what's happening at all the time and how do I respond to it in a fast way? So I would summarize it more as like when you asked me, what can companies do to ease this issue? I'd say is it's about integrating agility and insights into your process, into your ML development process. So for agility, examples that people can look at is ensuring your data collection or creation strategy is agile. Assume you'll be continuously collecting data throughout your development cycle to address issues discovered along the journey. So it's not just a case of, hey, I've got this problem. Let me collect all of the data I could possibly have because you're really going to learn as you go. So collect enough data, make some progress, and then continue that process in an iterative fashion. I'd recommend also for agility is that you start scrappy and get things going as fast as possible. This may mean using open data sets or doing some scrappy manual data collection yourself. And once you've started your model development, you'll actually learn how the data is affecting your approach. You may even change your approach as you go, and it may change what data you need to collect. And then controversially, as a VP of product for a data annotation company, is that I would recommend by starting annotating yourself and then choosing an annotation partner who brings expertise and agility as you scale your development process. It's all about that agility and scrappiness. And then insights, I would say the other big area is make sure that you've got a feedback loop with either your internal labelers or your annotation partner. And especially if you're working with an annotation partner who has expertise, you want to get as much out of them as you can. Think of it less as, hey, how do I just, you know, I know everything. How do I just quickly get feedback? I know exactly what I want. Why not lean on the experts and the people who can be partners who can actually help you define, do you have the right classes? Do you have the right attributes? Do you have a good quality rubric? These are the kind of things that Samosos can help with. To date, Samosos agents have annotated over a billion image points on the platform, and we complete over a million tasks per month. So we've probably seen something like what you've been doing before and really can help guide you in your development process. Wow, that's awesome. I appreciate some of the insight and the processes behind how you manage all that and especially the tasks and the data at hand. So thank you. Duncan, this is a big question. Our global audience wants to know a little bit more about you. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in technology or leadership? Yeah, sure. I've got a few points here. I would definitely say, as, as I said at the beginning, finding mentors, I think, is an important piece, is that there are amazing people who are out there who really want to help. 
And a lot of people, as they progress through their career, like myself, are more than happy to give back and are actually quite eager to. So look for people who are what you aspire to become and then just reach out to them to say, hi, you know, I mean, the worst thing they can say is no. Um, and to say, hey, I would like some help. I'm really thinking about how I'd like to progress my career, whether it's in technology or in the leadership domain. And you might, when we're talking about leadership, you may actually find someone out of, outside of your normal sphere who's doing a great job at leading, but it may not necessarily be in the, say, subdomain that you're in. That doesn't mean they can't be really helpful. Secondly, I'd say never stop learning. I know I said this at the beginning, but technology changes at such a rapid pace that you should always be constantly hungry to learn more. What's the newest trends coming? What are the new technologies? How is your landscape going to change? So always keep that learning hat on. Third, I'd say think outside of the box to create opportunities for yourself and your company. So often that you know, companies want to work on things that progress them forward. And if you think outside of the box and actually come up with the opportunities or bring them to light, that's often a great way to put yourself on a you know, rocket ship trajectory through success and demonstrating that you know, in a way that aligns with your company's goals. And then finally, I'd say, find what drives you and align your career with that. I mean, I think we've all heard the saying, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. It really is true. I find that, you know, when I get to wake up in the morning and work with the amazing people I do at Somersource, and we get to work on the amazing problems and, you know, get to solve problems like making sure people have high quality data powering the leading edge AI algorithms. I know that, like, I'm going to be happy that day and put in that extra 10% above and beyond. Duncan, I appreciate you sharing that. I think that is not only some great nuggets of wisdom, but it's something that would resonate with a lot of people that are looking to jump into that leadership role or just really to align, like you said, their career goals with what they find passionate. And Duncan, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thanks very much, Brian. I really appreciate the time. Bye for now. Bye for now.